the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you live from the KKHT studios. I always like being here uh, live and and talking to y'all because, you know, God is so good. I get the chills every time I hear Marcia say that God wants us to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light because that's what he did for me. And again, you know, this this show is we, we center on addiction because there are 20 million Americans that are under the bondage of addiction uh, right now. Uh, but we're also talking about anything that has to do that's got you in bondage. Bondage is defined in the dictionary as the state of being a slave. And uh, Paul writes that whatever we are a slave to whatever we obey. So you may be led around by your pride or your depression or whatever it is that you're obeying. Um, and if it's pride or anger or any of these kinds of things, you know, those things are sins. And just as, as being a, under the bondage of addiction, being a slave to sin, Paul, Paul writes that the wages of sin are death. And Jesus says in John chapter 8 that whoever sins uh, is a slave to sin. And isn't that so true? When, when we sin so often, w- we know that it's wrong and we keep it a secret. And when we keep these secrets, uh, you know, the devil's got us. The enemy has us. He, he, he's he got these secrets that we, we don't want anybody to know about. And, and, and we keep doing it. We keep doing it. And we keep hiding it. But, you know, this show is about recovery, and it's about God wanting us to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And that's what he did for me, as Marcia said, and that's what he did for my family. And that's why I'm on these radio waves is because I feel an obligation to shout from the mountaintops that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And if you truly surrender your life to him, whatever it is you're battling, whatever it is that you have that holds you in bondage, then he's going to set you free. Uh, you know, what does recovery mean, by the way? Let's back up a little bit. Recovery is defined in the dictionary as a return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. And the second definition is the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. Jesus says in John ten ten, he says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I have come so that they may have life and may have it abundantly. And that's what Jesus wants for us. Whatever it is we're dealing with, he wants us to recover from it. 
And and what did Jesus do when he was on the earth? He came around. He went around, and and I'm I'm happened to I'm late to the party, but I happen to be watching the Chosen right now, and it's just remarkable. And when Jesus is performing these miracles and is healing people, I mean, I literally get tears in my eyes. It is just so remarkable. And you know what's so wonderful about working in a recovery and deliverance ministry is I see the miracles that Jesus and God God is still doing today. When when somebody the last two weeks we played an interview uh, with with a man named Chris who works over at the Open Door Mission. We're going to take our Break Every Chain uh, ministry in there on tonight. After this, every Wednesday is a, such a powerful, wonderful day for me. Such a fulfilling day because I go from this radio station over to to the Open Door Mission and we minister to these men. And Chris Chris went through the Open Door Mission, and this man as he as he gave his testimony. A couple of weeks ago, he talked about, uh, you know, getting injured as an EMT and getting hooked on opiates for his pain and then uh, finding out that that heroin, you know, he crossed boundaries that he never thought he would cross. He found out that heroin was cheaper than the opiates he was having to buy on the street. And finally, he, he began injecting fentanyl as well as heroin. But he has been set free. In John eight thirty two, Jesus says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I, I truly believe that if people know the truth, and the truth is in John eight thirty six that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You know, deliverance is is defined in the dictionary as the action of being rescued or set free. And so I I embrace recovery of any kind. I embrace people that go to programs like you know the one of the most well known is the Betty Ford Clinic. Or, you know, there's the right step here in, in Houston. There's 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 millions of them. And, and I, that's that's millions is an exaggeration. My wife gets mad at me when I exaggerate. So let me there's thousands of them in the United States. There literally are. And, you know, God bless them. I, I wish them well. And if if that's the route that God leads somebody to take, that's wonderful. But I believe to truly have recovery deliverance. I've been delivered. Jesus has delivered me. God has delivered me, and I've been set free from the addictions that I had. And and I, I think to truly have a recovery, not a white-knuckle-based recovery, not a recovery from anger where you're still fighting it every day, not a recovery from depression where, where you're having to take medication, and if you don't take your medication, you're, you're depressed. I'm talking about true deliverance and freedom. I think what I know is that a true relationship, surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, is true recovery, is true deliverance. And, you know, that's Jesus' signature ministry, is he went around delivering people, delivering them from, from sickness, delivering them from demonic possession, delivering them from sin, delivering them from whatever it is. And so it, true recovery, whatever it's from, I believe that the Bible is a book about recovery. And it's not just limited to addiction. True recovery from whatever you're battling begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the 12 steps that we talk about here, you know, unfortunately, man has gotten involved in it. But I belong to a 12-step group where we talk about Jesus Christ. And, you know, I think the power of the, the, the recovery centers like the Betty Ford Clinic or just the standard secular recovery centers, you know, they have an, like an 80% relapse rate. Well, people that go through the open door mission and see, these are some of the men that these are homeless and addicted men that, I mean, I know a man that was drinking a, a, a quart of whiskey a day 
that is now one of the employees at the Open Door Mission, Chris, was shooting heroin and fentanyl, is now running, uh, being part of the Open Door Mission. People that, that have a true spiritual recovery, and, and their recovery is grounded not only in the counseling and the education and the, the cognitive behavior and all those things, but they have a spiritual awakening, and they develop a relationship with Jesus Christ that they've never had before. And they follow this spiritual path to recovery, whatever it is they're dealing with. Now, those are the people that have been set free. That's certainly my experience. And that's the experience that I, I want people to know out there, whether it's you or more likely it may be somebody you know, uh, a son, a daughter, a parent. I mean, my mom died of of, out, of liver failure from alcohol abuse. I mean, a, a coworker, a cousin. We all know people. There are 20 million Americans that are suffering from addiction right now. And that's probably a low estimate, uh, undoubtedly. And and we all know somebody that's either died or is struggling with addiction and just can't quite seem to get it right. Faith-based recovery is powerful. And these 12 steps are powerful because their or- origination is from the Bible. That's their, to use a biblical word, that's their genesis is, is, is from the Bible. You know, there are 87,000 AA groups, for example, in 136 countries with over 2 million members. Well, that's great, but there's 20 million people suffering from addiction, and only 10% of those uh, ever get seek help, and, and there is freedom out there. There is freedom. See, to me, recovery and deliverance is not just, oh, well, I didn't drink for so, such and such time. It, it's, it's restoration. It's true freedom. It's deliverance where you're not fighting that urge to go drink anymore, where you're not having to, I mean, I don't encourage this for people that are, that are drink, but I can be around alcohol and I don't have a problem with it at all. If I think about alcohol, I think about the hangovers I had and praise God that I will never have another hangover. And, and the same thing is true with, with its anger or pride or whatever. Embracing a relationship with Jesus Christ, gambling, pornography, the, the addiction, the pornography addiction has gone rampant in this country. We can, children can get it on their cell phones. Parents, put, put breakers or guides or covenant eyes or something on your children's, pay attention to what they're doing. People are addicted to pornography. I know men that have lost three jobs, four jobs. I know men that have or new men that have killed themselves because they can't stay away from pornography. Addiction is addiction. I don't care what it is. There, there are obviously people that have squandered great sums of money with a gambling problem. I, I read about pro athletes that have spent tens of millions of dollars gambling. I mean, addiction is addiction, and, and we become a slave, as Paul writes in Romans, to whatever we obey. And and But there's freedom from it. There's freedom from it, and that's such a wonderful thing. And, you know, the best thing about faith-based recovery, and by the way, I, I can, if you've got somebody that's struggling with addiction, I know for men and for women, places they can go, the best thing about it, the first, the almost best thing about it, and let me rephrase that, is that it's free. <laughs> At the Open Door Mission, it's a 110-bed facility. We take in addicted and homeless men, and and it doesn't cost a penny and we raise money through having our gala on september 24th we raise money through private contributions through churches and through foundations because we don't take one penny from the government because we don't want the government telling us how to run it it can't be a faith-based christ-based recovery system and and so i'm i'm honored to be on the board of directors there i'm honored to be head of the spiritual committee i'm teaching a class there on tuesday nights called christianity 101 because we want these men to have a fundamental relationship with jesus christ that's the first step we want to talk about 12 steps that's the first step 
That's the main step. And if you walk that road, if you walk that, again, as I said earlier, the beautiful thing about Christian recovery, Christian-based, faith-based recovery, is that it mirrors our walk. And I'm about to walk you through that. It mirrors our walk with Christ. Every single person out there, whether you think you got a problem with addiction or if you think you're in bondage to, to some, you know, hang up or, or habit or that, that, that you don't like, and almost all of us have something like that. For example, I would like to quit eating sugar. Uh, that one still got me. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, whatever it is, see, the, the devil, he masquerades as an angel of light, the Bible tells us. He, he, he's all over this world we have right now. And I'll give you an example of, of, of Christ based that just comes to mind uh, right there that, that mirrors recovery is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Well, if you're addicted to pornography, you're not offering your body as a living sacrifice, pleasing to God. And then Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how do we renew our mind? We renew our mind by reading God's word, by fellowshipping with other, other Christians, by praying to him, by meditating on God's word, for asking that his will in our lives be more important than our own fleshly will. That's, that's how we are transformed. So this world around us, this world, and many people, my pastor is an end times pastor, many people believe that we're believing out the book of Revelation. This world is, is telling us on, on the media and on TV that it's okay to lie, that, that partying is the way to go, that, that sexual promiscuity is, is the way to go, that all these things are, are the, the devil masquerades as an angel of light, and we get transformed into that. And how do we get out of that? How do we get set free? We get set free by our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I don't care what it is you're struggling with. Jesus has an answer for you. The Bible has an answer for you. I want to walk through these 12 steps, which is just one aspect of faith-based recovery. By the way, I mean, we're, we're going to go tonight, and, and a, a young man's going to – well, he's not a young man, he's, he's, but, but uh, he's young in heart. He's going to give his testimony. You know, what we do in our, in our ministries – and by the way, our Break Every Chain ministry, we had suspended it at church – our church meetings because of this opportunity to go into the open door mission on Wednesday nights. Uh, we're, we're restarting on September 14th at new covenant church in Humble. We'll be meeting every Thursday at six 30. So, um, anyway, what we do is, is we do praise and worship. We, we then have a biblical message and then we divide into groups at the open door mission. It's just groups of men at, at on Thursday night at church, it's groups of men and women. And then we share one another, you know, our victories or what we're dealing with, or, you know, for another example, uh, of, of faith-based recovery is step five is admitted to God, to ourselves and another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Well, James five sixteen. therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So I urge you, whatever you're dealing with, to get involved with some sort of church group, some sort of recovery group. I mean, there there are so many available faith-based groups. There's Celebrate Recovery. There's Our Break Every Chain. There's men's and women's uh, groups of, of, of fellowship. There's there's uh, adult children of alcoholics. So, so many of us grew up in homes where one or both parents were alcoholics. There There's, you know, AA. There's NA, Narcotics Anonymous. Whatever it is you're dealing with, there's Gambling Anonymous. Uh, there's SAA, which is Sex Addicts Anonymous, uh, for, for people that are dealing with, uh, you know, I had a brother the other day who gave a, a, a message at the Open Door Mission, and he said men struggle with two things, lust and anger. 
<laughs> and that's really true. There's a group called Every Man's Battle that talks about men's uh, difficulty with lust. Um, so the, 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 get help. Get involved in a church. Get involved in Bible-based ministry. I mean, there's nothing more fulfilling than than trying to help other people. Let's go through this 12 steps. So these 12 steps were, we've got, how many more minutes we got, Corey? Oh, only eight. Okay. <laughs> uh, these 12 steps were an offshoot of something called the Oxford Group, which believed that that they relied on, on God's control through men and women who fully surrendered their will to God. You know that we are, we are sinners. I mean, Paul said, uh, I do what I don't want to do, and I, I don't do what I want to do. Uh, Paul said, I know nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have a desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. And that's true without a relationship with Jesus Christ. So the the first step is we admitted that we were powerless over our separation from God, that our lives had become unmanageable. We admitted that we were powerless over alcohol. Now, in our ministry, we've changed that. We've admitted that without a relationship with Jesus Christ, we were powerless over alcohol, drugs, anger, whatever it may be, and that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Uh, you know, we've changed that, came to believe that a, a power greater than ourselves, namely Jesus Christ, uh, could restore us to our sanity. F- Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. We scratched there as we understood him. God is in the Bible, and his son is Jesus Christ, and, and the third aspect is the Holy Spirit. Uh, Romans 12.1, again, therefore, uh, I offer you, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship, and then uh, do not transform to the to the pattern of this world, but be restored by the by the renewal of your mind. I'm sorry I'm talking so fast, but I want to get through a lot of this. Now that is so critical. These first three steps, if you if you can't do those, you in my belief you're never going to get anywhere. You know, I came across something personally. I'll share something. I'll be real transparent. I came across my mother's notes from when she went to to rehab, and she went to rehab multiple times, and the notes were beautiful, and they were talking about the things she learned, but the problem was there was not one mention of God, and my mama never recovered. You know, she'd, she'd recover for a little while, but she'd relapse, which is what we see out in the world. And, you know, God uses everything. So I knew that. And so then when it was my turn to go to rehab, I latched onto this relationship with Jesus Christ with everything I could do. And the first thing they told me, because I was fortunate enough to go to a secular rehab, but one that kind of secretly practiced faith-based uh, recovery. And the first thing they told me is not my will, but his will be done. Because you see, whatever it is we're doing, whether we're gambling or we're anger or we're prideful or, or we're alcoholics or whatever it is we're doing, it's grounded in our selfish nature as human beings. It's doing what we want to do rather than his will. And the truth of the matter is Jesus says, if, you'll love, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. He tells us that because he loves us, because when we do obey his commands, which is not easy to do in our flesh, it's just not, let's be honest. But when we do, our lives are so much better. And when we follow our own selfish desires, our lives become chaos and lies and and deceit and and hurting people. And his way is so much better than our way. And so praying for the will to do his will, let's, let's go through the rest of these steps. 
made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And by the way, these spiritual references, I can give you 10 more for each one I'm saying. So Lamentations 340 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Do you see how recovery mirrors the Bible? Do you see how recovery mirrors our Christian walk? That's what's so beautiful about it. That's where the power comes from. You know, there's songs that say there's power in the name of Jesus. I love those songs because there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power in his word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. There's power in a, in a faith-based recovery. There's so much more power in that than, than a secular recovery where, where you're just, you know, looking at your past. Nothing wrong with that. Looking at your past and trying to overcome it and developing habits and all. No, the habit is to pray to Jesus Christ, to pray for the Holy Spirit, for the power to overcome whatever the temptation the enemies put in front of you. You know, originally I was going to talk about the book of James and its relationship, and I kind of got going on a different different path here. But, you know, the James says, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And then it says that same scripture. What a powerful scripture verse. James 5.16 says, the fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful indeed. That's where the power comes from. It's not from our own individual will. It's from him. You know, uh, when he, we are weak, he is strong. So step five, it, uh, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Speaking of the book of James, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up, James 4.10. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. First John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That Back to that secret thing I mentioned in the beginning. You know, we're going to give everything to God except for this little thing I got in secret. Well... That doesn't work, folks. You're going to stay in bondage if you've got that secret. You've got to get it out in the open. You've got to confess it to God. You've got to ask him humbly. To Jesus says, whoever exalts themselves will be humbled. Whoever humbles themselves will be exalted. Step. This is so important in our Christian walk and certainly in recovery. Made a list of all persons we had harmed, step eight, and became willing to make amends to them all. Luke 631, the golden rule, do as to others as you would have them do to you. Step nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Forgiveness is, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, if you want your father in heaven to forgive you, you need to forgive your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, Forgiveness is so powerful. When we hold, and that's one of the things that holds people in bondage, when we hold grudges, when we don't forgive somebody, you know who we're in, we're chaining. We're chaining. We got a chain around our necks. I uh, got no time to go into the scripture, but look at Matthew five twenty three twenty four. Can, step ten: Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. First Corinthians ten twelve. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Step eleven: Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will and power to carry it out. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, that's the key, folks, brothers and sisters, a spiritual awakening. And then the second key, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. That's why I'm on this radio show, is because I want to take this message to what God has done for me to other people. And that helps keep me free. That's where the power comes from. 
Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Aren't we supposed to make disciples of all nations? Aren't we supposed to preach the gospel to all creation? Aren't we supposed to be witnesses to the end of the earth? Recovery and deliverance are exactly what Jesus came to set us free. And so practicing in a recovery ministry, whether you think you need it or not, is powerful indeed. It, folks, it's wonderful to be with you every every Wednesday at 530. We love you here at uh, Recovery Through Christ, but more importantly, God loves you more than you possibly imagine. Good night and amen. You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 530. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.